Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Yes, it is The Weekend Report. This is Chris Arps. I Who have, are you? I, yeah, I know. It's been a while since I've been here. Five I, weeks. You had I had to like uh, have you show me how to do this and uh, and talk and was screwing up in uh, earlier segments. But uh, this is the first segment. Well, when we were off, I, what I meant was when we were <laughs> uh, off air. I was uh, not doing very well. You need direction. I do need direction. It's been so long. Welcome I, back, I Chris. Thank you, thank you. And in studio with me is my wife, Becky Arps. Yes, you, you do need a lot of direction. I do need a dire- <laughs> direction. And uh, I also want to wish my lovely wife a uh, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday, dear. Well, thank you. It's so exciting to get to be down here in the studio on my birthday with you. Exactly. And, and Carl, Carl. Happy birthday. Carl, I want thank to wish you. Carl happy birthday. It Carl. was Wednesday. Thank it you. It was Wednesday. Happy and, belated uh, birthday. Thank you. And today's Denise Schaefer's birthday today. from the Mark Cox Morning That's Show. That's yeah. exactly right. And you know what, Carl? I, was, I just have a question for you. Yes. Um, I won't give your age away. It's 49. Okay. Oh, well, 49. <laughs> so we're roughly the same age. And I'd just like to know, you don't have any gray. Do you dye I, your hair? I do not dye my hair. Okay. And I have the I have gray. If I go remember when I yeah, did the yeah. sixty-seven day, there were a couple soldiers in the beard <laughs> and uh, in the nose. Yeah, yeah. The gray's coming in the nose. I don't like that. Do you know why they say that people uh, gray in their beard? Stress? No. Um, they think that because when you shave and mm-hmm. stuff over your lifetime, you use aftershave, mm, I and don't. that's why people gray. Okay, you just threw that theory. Sorry, out. I don't. It was the, the theory was the alcohol in the aftershave was oh, yeah. in the gray. Oh, you well, see a lot just, of men, I'm putting in alcohol in different places. Uh, that's a, through the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's cologne or something okay. like that. Maybe. All right. Okay. But then, why the nose then? I don't know what you're sniffing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's a whole nother. That's not my deal. That's a, <laughs> you sure those are white? Not, are, are you taking big whiffs of your drinks? Are you, yeah. you sure those are white hairs? You're saying Coke ah, That's that. what you're saying. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Tony, when are you coming back? Oh, in an hour from now. Yay, yeah, we'll Tony, to Tony will be joining hour. us in the next hour. But uh, coming up in the show, we're going to have uh, Speaker Jones. He's going to join us when we talk with Karen Fessler. And as regular listeners of The Weekend Report know, Karen Fessler is our eyes on the ground uh, when it comes to Iowa. So she's going to be uh, telling us who's up and who's down. Specifically, want to hear about uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Pete Buttigieg in the polls is really rising. Uh, There are polls that show that Joe Biden is dropping. And so we want to get uh, her thoughts uh, thoughts on that and 
Why is that happening? And I can't wait to hear why she thinks Elizabeth Warren is resonating with people. Exactly. That just is amazing to me. <laughs> her job is not to interpret the numbers. Her number. Her job is just to give the numbers. But she 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 can give the sense on the ground because she talks to people. And she's there. Yep. She is. And as I said, uh, I have not been here in quite a while. I've been uh, doing business and, and other things. We want to thank Virginia Cruda and Mike oh, Ferguson yeah, that's for right. filling in. Thank you, Carl, because I was going to do that and I didn't write it down but <laughs> virginia right. crude i want to thank you and mike ferguson for filling in while i was on my uh sabbatical uh, i do want the audience to know that uh, carl gave me the hardest time because even though i was missing doing the weekend report you were filling uh, in for i annie. was filling in for annie and i was doing other shows and he would like give me the side eye oh. evil eye. <laughs> oh, you can be here for them, but you can't be here for us. So, you know, that's why Carl's one of the most excellent producers. Because <laughs> I can have give my host trouble. At 97.1, because it keeps you uh, on the straight and narrow on the roll. And when you're uh, messing See, up. Becky, I'm working for you when you're not here. <laughs> I, I appreciate it because honestly, it, it, takes, it Someone takes a village to, to keep him on a straight and narrow. And you know what? He finally spent the 25 bucks and got his own idea. I, actually, yeah. no, I went Becky and got it. a money order oh, and put it in an envelope what? right beside his radio stuff and had it all set up because i i talked to the wonderful receptionist jody. jody to find out exactly how much what we needed to do how you needed to do it and it i thought about mailing it no um because i, I like having positive outcomes mm -hmm. and i want to make sure that we we can be the most successful as possible in this situation. Yes, and he got he, now he doesn't he need does. to call people to say, hey, I'm here. Now he can just walk in like he you know, is, is so paid exciting. to do. I'm going to tell you the truth. I had every intention of doing it, but I'm not that type of person that... that you lost the first one. I did, but I'm not that type of person that like, pre-plans enough time so mm -hmm. that I could go to... Because you had to get a money order or a check, and I have no idea where the, the checks paper trail. are. So, yeah, and so... Uh, I didn't leave enough time to go to the bank to ha then go to doing all this. And it just seemed like a hassle. And I was like, well, Carl loves when I have to uh, ask him, Carl, will you beat Carl me Carl loves in? when Carl has to stop everything he's doing <laughs> to go let Chris in the building. I, thought, I, I recognize that tone. I, I've said those exact same words. Yes, talking dear, about I'll yourself absolutely everything right now. In the right third now. person, yes. yes. I'm learning something new here, Carl. I didn't know that. <laughs> really upset you like that. I thought you kind of enjoyed it. Oh, good. Chris is here. Let me stop everything I'm doing preparing for the show and let's just... Well, part of the reason that I wasn't here, I was engaged uh, in the swamp. Uh, you were in Washington, D.C. I was D. in Washington, D.C. promoting, and I've talked about it on the other shows, Americans uh, for Citizen Voting. Mm -hmm. And it's an initiative that we're doing in different states uh, that we want to put in state constitutions that only citizens can vote. And uh, we're having. Is that not the case currently? It's not. You look in Los Angeles, you look in Burlington, Vermont, they just passed uh, things where non citizens can vote in school board elections and mayor elections. And as we all know, there's such thing as a slippery slope yes. uh, in politics. And what that will eventually occur is people voting in congressional and presidential elections. And so we uh, are putting a stop to that. I was speaking uh, in Washington to the Grover Norquist group. I think you have some. Uh, I, I met Grover with um, Jamie Allman in ah. 2012 when we were at the Republican National Convention. Did you know me and Becky were there? I, I was a we delegate. We saw Carl. Oh. Uh, not Carl. We saw uh, Jerry. I was, I was with him. I, I was with everyone. I was there. <laughs> well, I did. And that was Raleigh, right? 
Uh, it was in Orlando. Orlando. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, it wasn't Orlando. Oh, it was, was Tampa. It? Tampa. 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 That's right. Tampa. The so, armpit of America. Because a hurricane not. came through. And, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh was the Democrat one. Right. Right. We, we went to both that year. I remember that. And so I uh, got a chance to talk to uh, Grover Cor- Norquist, Americans for Tax uh, Reform meeting, kind of talk about this. But what I want to talk about a little bit, you know, the last day that my wife and I were in D.C., we did a little sightseeing. You were a tourist. I was a tourist. You know, usually when I go to D.C., I don't have time for tourist stuff. So we got a lot of chance to do that with my wife. We went in front of the White House. And, you know, in front of Lafayette Park, they Mm -hmm. have protesters and have signs and everything. So I got a picture. They've had that for well, but it's ever. centuries. <laughs> I know that, but it's really, really now that President Trump has been president, it's a little more extreme. And there's a gentleman there that I got a picture with. It's on my Facebook page. He's a black President Trump supporter who holds up a sign that says "Build the Wall." He's kind of famous. Yes, because he was arrested a few weeks ago about that. It was so funny, Carl. I came up to him and I was like, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" And he had that look like, oh, uh, and I said, I'm cool, man. I'm a Republican. I just want to get a picture <laughs> with you. I believe in what you what you what you stand for. So it was all good. I had a debate with uh, another African-American who said Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. And I was debating some of his points. Were with you him. only talking to African-American people? While no, you're... no, 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 no. I've got I got to talk to me regularly. I got farther. <laughs> you talk to your wife. But. <laughs> It was remarkable, though, because I talked to him and I I started refuting his talking points. And I you had your own talking I had points. My own talk, <laughs> I had my own that were true, and but it's you know the Democrats are supposed to be the ones that are progressive and that are nice and that are tolerant. And by the end of the conversation, he was calling me a practically a fascist, and I was a liar, and 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 was giving talking points, and I was saying. You know, why are you so angry? You're the tolerant ones, and you're yelling at me mm-hmm. and blah, blah. And I had a lady come up to me afterwards, and she just put her arms around me and said, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and my Becky's, husband Becky's is making like, oh. fans everywhere. <laughs> Good. Uh, but I really was refuting him. But the story that I really want to get to, there was a young, oh, no, he wasn't a young man, older guy, had a bullhorn, was saying impeach Trump and blah, blah, blah. And one of his comments, I kind of talked to him, and he started yelling at me, calling me a race traitor and all that. And he had one of the famous pink... Uh, the what, hats. The hats. Hats the pink on. Hats. Mm-hmm. And so the last bit of conversation we had, I was just saying to him in a plain voice, you're a man with a pink hat on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, you're a man with a pink... And it. it yeah. And he would just, he was just getting madder and madder and madder. And for some reason, Becky took my hand and and dragged me away. You saved both of their lives. <laughs> uh, no, I just you were tired of it. I yes, where I'm no standing one there was watching them to, argue. No one's was mind no one, was going to be no. changed. There might be a couple. There were a couple people that were standing around, kind of nodding in in both of his debates. There mm-hmm. were people standing around and nodding on both sides. Um, it, Chris was Chris was. I don't know that he was converting people, but he was. Giving them con- confidence in their because you thoughts. were calm and yeah. you were level-headed. I'll, be, I'll tell you the truth. I had no intention 
whatsoever of debating these people. I was just going to walk past Have them fun. and just say, boy, well, here's these idiots. And then I told Baker, I can't stop. I got Yeah, that do lasted it. about 15 seconds. <laughs> I did. I was like, I can't walk past these idiots and not conf- confront them. And But did you do any other fun stuff? Did you go to did oh, you we did. the memorials? We, we went to the memorials. We Becky? We, we, I mean, we, we saw... We saw the White House, and then we wandered around the Ellipse, and then saw the the Washington Memorial, mm-hmm. and then we um, wandered down towards the Lincoln Memorial, mm-hmm. and it's just the mall. Yes, we wandered down the mall towards the Lincoln Memorial, and just every time I I see the Lincoln Memorial, I'm just I'm just struck, and I was I was fascinated because they had the second address, and you know that that man is was just such a humble man because he's just like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to talk a lot because. You know, there's a lot of people talking a lot mm-hmm. and a lot of formal words have been said and that's not what's needed here. How are the trees? Because gorgeous. Carl, it, it, was, gorgeous. it was 75, 77 degrees the week we were there. It was just absolutely Fun. beautiful weather. Didn't need a, a light coat or, or. And were the, the leaves the color of your uh, yes. outfit? Yes. We, we She's the wearing nice the orange and red. And... Oranges and pinks. And then we, we, want, we walked down the, um, the Vietnam War Memorial. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I, I'm always struck by being there. My dad was in Vietnam. He was in, stationed. In fact, I, I got a lot of history this this trip because I was wandering around longer than Chris was. Um, because but, he was busy lobbying and you Well, no, even before lobbying. that because I... Spreading I, propaganda. I actually okay. was out of town for the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I had the opportunity to go down to South Carolina. My mm-hmm. dad had surgery, so I took care of him in South Carolina. And then he and I... Um, drove up to Williamsburg. I I joke that oh, I did wow. I did planes, trains, and automobiles. Nice Literally. because I yeah I flew down there and then he and I drove up to Williamsburg and met up with my sister and niece and nephew and and we always go to Fort Eustis when we when we're in Williamsburg because that is the transportation museum. Okay, Army Transportation Museum and there is a gun truck in there that has a very special meaning for our family. And what is that? Um, well, the the gun truck is painted Eve of Destruction. Oh, like um, Barry Maguire song? <laughs> yes. And but that that truck actually didn't wasn't known as the Eva Destruction when it was in Vietnam mm-hmm. because my dad was in one of the the last units as they were drawing down. And so they'd contacted and he was the um involved with the shipping things places. Mm-hmm. And so they contacted him and just he like He was like Klinger. He was requisitions. <laughs> and not exactly, but similar and he, so they said, "Well, we need the Eve of Destruction." He said, "The Eve of Destruction isn't there. Isn't a, it doesn't exist anymore." Mm-hmm. So he shipped them the the truck that he had been involved with. Okay. So I actually have a picture of that truck because before my parents got married, that's when dad was in Vietnam and my mom had shipped him a little Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And so there's a picture of the Santa Claus and the Eve of Destruction. I, I've Uncle seen Meat. That thing too. It was actually known as Uncle Meat then. Okay. Um, and we're just not going to go into that. I'm sure yes. it's it's very uh, locker room talk. Yes. <laughs> okay. And so, Dad actually sent Uncle Meat to <laughs> to that, and they repainted it as the Eve of Destruction. So we always go, we always go to visit it when we're in that area. So we did that, and we did. Uh, uh, Has he Jamestown. told the historians about? Well, it? we actually we actually talked to the guy there, and 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 I said to him, you know, if you're looking through the paperwork of how this got here, you're going to see a scroll that might look like Davidson mm-hmm. when you're done, because Dad's signature is definitely a scroll. And then we were <laughs> out looking at the tanks, mm-hmm. and he said when he was in Germany after my parents got married, they used to drive the tanks through town, and he was looking at the back of the tank, and it was actually his unit, so he wow. could have actually driven that tank. Wow. So yeah, it was thank it was him a, for his service. Yes, I will. 
So then we went to Jamestown and Yorktown with the kids and then came up and took a train up to uh, D.C. and met up with him. So the, the And then when's the automobiles coming in? Uh, well, no, we drove. Remember, <laughs> oh, okay. we drove from, oh, okay. All right. from South Carolina up to Virginia. But Carl we, is paying attention. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, but and when then, we but were, you took the train to right. Washington. Yes. So we did the the thing that really touched me at the Vietnam War Memorial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was there was a family, and there was a little girl standing there looking at the wall, and what looked like her grandfather was mm-hmm. squatted down behind her, and he was pointing out a name. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, here is a grandfather introducing his granddaughter to someone he really cared about at mm-hmm. the at the mall. Yes, you see a lot of that. And mm-hmm. the way that that wall is, it's it's sunken down so it looks mm-hmm. yeah. bigger than it actually, well, it looks, it, from, when you're looking at it, it looks small. And mm-hmm. then you go down right. and then it, you see how expansive it is. It's the first time I had seen it. And really? I thought it was really much bigger than it was. And on TV, it just... Sprawling. It seems like it goes yeah, forever. Yeah, but I, it, well, it, it height It turns, right. Right. And then the Korean one is also... Very moving as well. We were trying to get in a lot of sightseeing stuff in about two hours, and we were walking. So some of the stuff that I didn't get to see, I know probably— It's a reason to go back. Yeah, and I know I'm probably being—I know people are probably like, well, we didn't see—he didn't go to the Martin Luther King— uh, statue. He didn't go to the African American Museum. We yeah, did do sixteen thousand steps. I oh. know there's so many. We did, we just didn't do any museums. We had we didn't have time mm-hmm. for museums. Exactly. There are a lot of things. There yes. is a lot of things. And so we have a guest coming up. We next. do have a guest coming up next. We have uh, Karen Fessler, our political operative, and Iowa political operative, and we're going to have uh, Tim, Speaker Tim Jones is going to join us. He's graced us with his presence this Saturday afternoon. You're listening to the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Welcome back to the Weekend Report. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew a little trivia. That was the original theme song uh, for the Weekend Report. We uh, got it updated. Uh, we're thrilled to have in the studio with us also the former Missouri Speaker ho- Speaker of the House and host of the Tim Jones Show, Tim Jones. Hello, Chris. How Becky? are you, sir? Good to see you all. Good Great to be here you. with you again. Thank you. Thank you. And as we said earlier, we're going to have Karen Fessler, a political operative, Republican, Republican operative in Iowa. And we have been checking in with her, Tim, throughout these, the primary process for her to give us kind of a on-the-ground uh, view of what's going on. Uh, Karen is very involved in politics. Um, she, unfortunately, as she'll tell us, tell us, lives in a Democratic county. <laughs> so that gives her kind of the lay of what's going on. Karen, you sent me a poll earlier in the week, it may have been yesterday, that said Pete Buttigieg is rising. What is going on with yeah. that? Well, he seems to be making a move, and uh, I know he has been staffed up here. By the way, hello, everyone. Hello. He has been staffed up here for a long time. He was one of the first of the candidates, actually, to have a you don't have an office in my county and several other larger counties in the state. So I think if you watch the debates, and I did, but, you know, um, he's starting to moderate his stance right. on a few things. And I think that that's where some of his 
or probably a lot of his um, support is coming from. I also think his Vice President Biden seems to be slipping. I think they're moving to Mayor Pete. Excellent. So you think more because he's moderating his views, that's why he is he is rising. You know, I asked you earlier when we had you on about Pete uh, Buttigieg before he was uh, rising. Would Iowa Democratic voters accept a candidate who was was gay? Is that obviously that's not been an issue. That's not an issue here. That wouldn't be a problem for, you know, Democratic voters here at all. Excellent. Tim? Yes. So, Karen, I saw, uh, I believe it was also yesterday's, There's there, uh, and Brian Kilmeade was talking about it as well this week, that with these new polls that are coming out, there was a national poll and an Iowa poll. We may be talking about the same one. I think mm-hmm. it was Iowa University right. mainly that put this out. Elizabeth Warren has vaulted into a lead and Joe Biden is in fourth place now. Uh, what do you what do you attribute that to? Was it his was it his poor performances in the last two debates? Is it the Hunter Biden Ukraine scandal? Uh, what do you think? Is it a combination of all of those? I, I think it's a combination of all of those. I think that uh, you know Iowa voters are st- they're starting to pay attention now. Hmm. You know we're in the fall and they know that uh, the caucuses are just about three months away. And, you know, people start paying attention, and I think that's when you start to see these numbers move a little bit. Joe Biden's numbers, I always felt, were based on name recognition. You know, he, he was the vice president. He was President Obama's vice president. I think another thing that's hurting him here, speaking of President Obama, is the fact that President Obama has not come out and endorsed his vice president. And President Obama was very popular here. If you will remember back in 2008, he beat Hillary Clinton here in Iowa. You know, no one ever thought that that would happen, but he did. And I think that's got a lot of Iowa Democrats thinking about why isn't this president, this president supporting his vice Yeah, it's, it's a little disconcerting, isn't it, when President Obama endorses a uh, leader of another country, <laughs> but will refuse yeah. to endorse his former running mate of eight years. A leader of another country who wore blackface. Well, yeah, there, well, there's yeah. that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Don't leave that part out. Well, anyway, yeah, I think that, that you know, I think that, as, as you said, Mr. Speaker, there's a lot of things there that are contributing to it, but I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, we're starting to, this race is starting to firm up a little bit. And Elizabeth Warren, much to Chris's surprise, has always been popular in Iowa. Yeah. And uh, I know when I first sold him that back last spring, he's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, it's true. So anyway, and she's been here. She was here this week, and um, she's going to be back here over the weekend. And she's done a good job here. Now, I want to talk about uh, who a candidate I think is kind of – had a, a slight resurrection from the dead. Um, they were saying that Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, was about dead, that she wasn't going to probably uh, uh, qualify for the next debate. And then a, a news story came out that she has qualified for the debate in November and will be on the stage with the other candidates. What would you attribute her rise to? Well, I think, you know, she's she's from the neighboring state in Minnesota. I think that gives her some some help here. Um, also, she's been all over the state. She has a bus. She's been driving all over. She's not done the 99-county tour <laughs> you yet. you got to do the 99 tour in, in Iowa politics. you got to do, yeah, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you got to do that full grass light. 
but um, you know, so she has her bus, and I know she, I saw a tweet from her the other day that she was excited that her that her money had risen to a point that she could get her bus wrapped. So she's got her Amy bus going through the state right now, and I think that's probably helping her through her poll numbers as well. Plus, she had a very good debate the last time. I think she. She did a very well in that debate. So it seems like the Iowa voters are going more a moderate route. That's why Pete Buttigieg is probably rising. And Amy Klobuchar has kind of uh, painted herself as the Midwestern moderate, too. What do you see about that that trend on a national uh, uh, level? Do you think Democrats will moderate like we're seeing in Iowa? Or are they going to stay with the far left progressives? I don't, I, you know, in Iowa, Democrats are typically more left than your normal national Democratic Party is. Really? Um, that surprises the fact me. That, yeah, and I believe you, are. but I would think they're just, you know, yeah. it would be because of the Midwest. They're kind of that conservative values kind of thing, even though they're Democrats. Yeah. But I think the fact that, you know, uh, Amy and Mayor Pete are starting to make some moves. Elizabeth Warren is still the top your candidate in this state. Make no mistake about that. But the fact that Amy and, and Mayor Pete, like I said, are making a move, that says something. And, you know, the poll that I sent you the other day came out of Iowa State University, and this is the first year they've done any polling. And that's kind of an interesting poll because they keep track of who answered what. And right. one of the things they asked on there is, who would you absolutely not vote for? And interesting, I left Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders were the top two people hmm. people would not vote for. So what do, you, what do you think is drawing, or what are you hearing that is drawing people to, to Elizabeth Warren? Oh, I think she is just very approachable. She stands in line for hours and takes selfies. If you ever listen to one of her her uh, events, she'll tell you, we've done 77,000 selfies or however many they've done. And I think she's very approachable to people. She's very relatable to people. And I think that, that that's what it is with her. Um, you know, you listen to what her ideas are and you're like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. But, you know, like I said, she's, she seems to really relate to people. So two follow-up questions. Well, one follow-up question, then I have a new question for you. So back to that Iowa State University poll. You just mentioned that this is the first year that they've done this poll. So what's their um, what's their credibility? Is 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 this viewed as a very credible poll? Uh, is everybody is everybody fine with the methodology? Because I can I can imagine the Biden camp if they can poke any holes in anything, right. they've got to be freaked out at this point. I'm hearing their money is really slowing down. He does not. He has not had any good debate performance maybe since the first one. So what? Uh, tell us about the um the this this particular poll and how it's being viewed. What what I understand about this poll is it was run in in conjunction with a with an outside agency and a political science professor or some people in the political science department at Iowa State University. And I think that it it is accepted pretty much overall as far as its credibility. And like you said, the Biden people are probably going to poke holes in it. But, you know, for the most part, I think that people saw that and they've taken it to heart. So, you know, it's it's a new poll. It'll be interesting to see the Des Moines Register Iowa poll that will come out, that should probably be coming out again in November and see if that backs up this Iowa State University poll. And, and I have to ask you about some of the big news of the week, and that's Hillary 
Clinton. <laughs> and so, you know, we're all looking at the election because we're all mainly, you know, we're, we're watching, you know, Donald Trump and the Republicans. So we're thinking, oh, we still got a year, blah, blah, blah. But like you just pointed out, Iowa's less than 100 days away. So this thing is, is real mm-hmm. now. It's happening. And we're hearing this week, and I, I thought that was a conspiracy theory until I watched... I watched Clintonista after Clintonista <laughs> go on these go on the television shows, and when they were confronted with the direct question, none of them admitted it, but none of them denied it, right. and many of them left the door open. So, are you hearing anything on the ground there in Iowa? Because if she's going to get involved in this, she's got to make some very quick That's decisions. True. That's true. What I've heard on the ground here from my Democratic friends, and as I told you before, I live in the blueberry, in a, you know, in a. <laughs> bowl of tomato soup here in in (laughs) Iowa and uh, you know so I have to have Democratic friends and every time I say so what about Hillary the reason I say that's why I get is oh so anyway she was you know they I don't think they want her back so that's just what I'm hearing from people here on the ground here and you know Hillary doesn't like Iowa either (laughs) maybe she jumps into New Hampshire (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, you know if, if she competes in Iowa I'll be she, you know, she lost here in 2008. She essentially lost here in, in 2016 because, you know, there was some, oh, just the way the Democrats do their caucus thing. And, you know, and she was able to pull it out. But I just, she she doesn't like Iowa any more than Iowa likes her. So. Karen, what are you hearing and, regarding there is a potential? I think we did uh, strike a small deal with China to send more uh, agricultural products over there. And the Democrats look like they want to pass this uh, trade agreement between the United States and Canada and, and Mexico. I, I still can't see them giving the president a major victory like that in a presidential year, but they're saying they are. What are you hearing on the ground there with the farmers? Is, is uh, I was saying President Reagan. Is President Trump, <laughs> sorry, both uh, Is President uh, uh, Trump, is he losing any support from Iowa farmers? No, they, I don't really think he has. You know, there, there are always going to be some that are going to be disgruntled, but I think for the most part they understand that this is a long run. Mm. This, is, this is some short-term pain for some long-term gain. But interestingly enough, Cindy Axney, who is the third district representative in Iowa, mm-hmm. which is the southwest corner of the state and includes Des Moines, she came out yesterday in support of the USMCA wow. and wants to get that moving. That's And she is in a tight re-election race. She is running against, she will be running against David Young, who she defeated in 2018. And, uh, you know, she comes from a very agricultural district. Well, every district in Iowa is mm-hmm. agricultural. But, you know, she came out um, supporting that and also supporting what the president's been doing with China. So I think you may see more and more Democrats in these swing districts as she is in come out in favor of that. You know, maybe I'm not seeing it being reported on the news, but it seemed like that would be such a great campaign issue for Democrats to point out the trade war and how uh, some farmers around the country are are being squeezed financially. Am I just not seeing it on the news or the candidates aren't making that much of an issue? I think the Democrats aren't making it that much of an issue. Hmm, that's, that's and I think they're gonna they're gonna have you know, they're gonna have trouble having people you know come out and and be in favor of that. Not, you know, farmers aren't happy, but farmers have had a bad year up here, and it was not just up to trade. I mean, it 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 was cold here until April, and then it's cold in Iowa. And, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we cold, had that running joke today, Chris, when I was up there. You, Chris, you would be 
beside yourself today. I woke up and had frost uh, on my window. You would have just uh, freaked out. But what? anyway, and there's snow in the forecast for next week. So, but anyway, I think that you know the farmers have had a tough year this year. Trade, you know, that adds to the misery. But you know, it's been a tough year up here for farmers. And I've always kind of felt that might be a a soft spot uh, for the president in this reelection, even though I think he's going to be uh, elect reelected. Karen, as you always do, uh, give us your social information and also tell us where if people wanted to get uh, information on Iowa politics, some of the best sources. Well, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Gabe's mom. And also, if you're looking for information about Iowa, the Des Moines Register pretty much is the paper of record up here. They're having some problems, but they, for the most part, they do the best job in coverage. There's a new... Um, website that's coming out. I don't have a whole lot of information on it. I'll forward that to you as soon as I have it. And also follow Iowa Starting Line or Bleeding Heartland. Those are kind of two opposite ends of the political spectrum uh, blogs that uh, do a good job about politics up here. Karen, thank you so much. And uh, we'll probably be giving you a call uh, after that November uh, debate to get your uh, views on what's going on on the ground. It'd be good to talk to you. Good Happy to, to you see too. everybody and talk to everybody down there today. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Karen. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thanks, Karen. And that's Karen Fessler, a political operative in Iowa. We check in on her regularly uh, to get her uh, assessment of politics. Mr. Speaker, thank you for uh, coming in. Appreciate uh, you using some of your very valuable, valuable time to oh. grace the weekend report. Thanks for having me, as always. Yeah. You all do a wonderful job. I love listening. To have the speaker come in on a Saturday. Wow, we must be doing 20, something. 24-7, 365. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we'll be back uh, on the weekend report on FM News Talk, and that's not the correct one, 97.1 Talk. No. I got it. Something like that. People know where 971 FM Talk. 971 FM Talk. Going back to the old school. Have you got it right? Do you get well, it right? Well, I had to say it like 15 times this week. So I fi- Chris, I finally got it. It took a while. <laughs> All right. 971 FM Talk. No, I don't feel so bad. We'll be right back, guys. And I love Harley Just the children in our household. I love We Shall Share. That's all I want. We were making yeah. fun of you for five weeks. I'm sure, but uh, you missed it, though. What? Because I don't know any of you guys can really be on cue like I can. I hit it perfectly. <laughs> Carl, I Tell, wish we had wife, cameras or you could see that look. laughing at you. Hey, I have admitted many times on this show that I am a black man with a lot of, not a lot of rhythm, <laughs> but this is something that but I have you're mastered. a black man playing air guitar, which you don't see a lot of. Yes, that is that is true. That's that's very interesting concept. <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekend Report. This we are is, off the rails uh, on the Weekend Report. Yes, we are. With you. I want to say a special thank you. To uh, Karen Fessler, our Iowa on the ground uh, political correspondent, always good information that uh, that she gives us. Want to thank uh, Speaker Tim Jones uh, for stepping in and asking some good questions. Boy, now I feel like I'm back in the groove. I know what I'm doing now. We have another hour to go. So I know. Good. Okay, don't get too don't get don't get, <laughs> don't too get cocky. Okay. You, you should you should call Karen's segment uh, Iowa on the ground. I like that. See why you, I married you, this woman, Carl? You just Iowa said it. Iowa on so the you, ground. You, 
I know, but I never thought of it as that. Yes, that's he, our that was just a throwaway to him. You picked it out. <laughs> exactly. Out of the trash and said, hey, don't throw this away. Use it again. You know, the show's called The Weekend, Re- Weekend Report, and we have yes. a thing we call here, Weekend Review. And so I've got a f- couple of topics that I want to throw at you guys. Um, the first one is yesterday big news was made. Uh, President Trump is selling his prized hotel in Washington that he converted from an old post office. Really? What do you think of that, Carl? How much money is, is he making on that? Is it, is it pressure from this whole emoluments crap and he's profiting from the government? Has someone gotten to the president and said, hey, we don't need this as an election issue? Get rid of that. Well, see, because he, I would imagine because he got a whole bunch of uh, flack from the G7 stuff, now he's realizing, oh, well, if I get rid of this in Washington, then they can't accuse me of that here. Do you think this is a precursor that maybe the president is kind of changing? And and the reason that I say this is this was a crown jewel for him mm-hmm. to get this property. Yeah, he, he's been talking about it forever. Exactly. And he always bragged about how uh, other bidders, gonna be other, the best. well, other developers had bidded for this thing mm-hmm. and he was uh, in, in big competition and he won out. And right. so that he he was almost as proud of that as the actual right. completion of the building. It's, I'm the one that it's won. It's not this. the conclusion; it's the hunt. Exactly, exactly. So for him to give that up and to say, mm. you know, oh, I will listen to these folks, and this is probably better for me. He does it signal? He doesn't listen to folks. Hey, somebody he, told him he he has heard this, and someone someone had said to him, "This would probably be a good idea if you get rid of this," and. He has probably been told this but, many times. But Carl, how, the, the president, does he listen to what no, people No, he doesn't. So, so this time... What, what was the turning point that got him right. to say, I should probably do this? He's his own man, and he does whatever he thinks is best. Something has happened that makes him think that it is the right time for him to do this. Doral, but I... It, and Doral probably had a lot to do with I'm it. I'm just surprised. Becky, I think you got some uh, info on it. So I'm wondering if the federal appeals court in New York last month are reviving a lawsuit alleging that he is unconstitutionally profiting from his presidency. The emoluments clause. Yeah, but they he I, I think there was another case, a emoluments uh, clause case that they threw out. Well, they're reviving no, but this it. Is they're the, reviving this it. This is okay. the New York court that does not care for him. And uh, Eric, any court? <laughs> Eric Trump. Eric Trump said people are objecting to us making so much money on the hotel and therefore we may be willing to sell. Right. I don't know. That's a, that's to me. I mean, you, you guys kind of are thinking it's as big deal as I do. But I, I think that's the, the fact. I, I know you guys he's, think he's it's a big deal. He's not supposed to be he, making any money. It doesn't matter how much. But, the, but I guess for me, the fact that Trump seems to be succumbing to uh, to public pressure and listening to he does good not want to be impeached. Is... <laughs> he has said he has said he does not want to be impeached. Yeah. And so maybe if he if he maybe he I I can't he's get in the re- mind I can't get in the mind of the president. Carl, he's being reasonable. I mean, that's the thing that's just that's he's being driving people nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's making his enemies upset. He's being reasonable. Yeah, in, in this in this case, but I, I found that very very interesting. 
Let's go local for a second. Okay. Uh, the freeholder process, the oh, better together, merge St. Louis City County, the zombie that won't die. Rodney Boyd <laughs> talked about this, and I really tried to follow it. Right. And I could not really understand what is going on. Well, and I live in the city. I live in St. Louis Hills. Yeah. Always. For the last 49 years, right. I have lived in the city of St. Louis. And I, I understand that they used to be... They are its own separate county, but they they used to be a member of St. Louis County, but like in 1800s, right. they split off, and now they, they are on, they're, they're they're own a, separate county. Yeah, they're a city. They, they, they are a city, but they also have county offices, okay. which are separate from the, city, from the city offices. I don't know. St. Louis and Baltimore are the only cities, cities in the country that have that. Okay. Where the city and the county is different. And if you remember when they were having the uh, unrest in Baltimore, uh-huh. they would say Baltimore City. Right. Just like we say St. Louis City. Right. You know, the kind like of Like Fells kind of Point is different than exactly. Baltimore City. Exactly. Which is also why that these two municipalities have the highest murder rates because <laughs> they get because they get uh, they're not part of the yep. Greater demographic That's area. That's a whole nother argument, Carl. That the uh, people make on that. I could debate you on that for a long time. But but I'm saying I'm saying that's why those two cities rise to the sure. top usually because they're not getting the county information in there as well. Does that a, is that a selling point for you? For uh, n- uh, no. <laughs> I still live in the city. So. Well, here's the big thing with freeholders, and I think we got about three minutes. Um, the St. Louis County has picked their nine freeholders. The governor has picked his one freeholder. Uh, Mayor Lida Cruson has picked her freeholders. The The county has approved theirs. But there's a hang-up in the city. Surprise, what? surprise, surprise. No. The makeup of the nine members is equally almost divided. I think there's four African-Americans, five uh, white uh, folks. But uh, People of non-color. No, people of non-color. You have to be very careful how you describe that nowadays. But only one member of the African-American delegation is north of Del Mar, and that is traditionally the racial divide line mm-hmm. uh, for the city. But just Carl, because the city's getting more uh, non-gentrified, it, I guess, well, it, or it, gentrified. And, and here's how I look at it. Okay, I'm a county resident. You guys can't, the city can't even pick out their freeholders without some type of controversy, have, You want and you want us to merge and come into I us? I heard that the problem was that not about... Uh, Geographics. Mm-hmm. I heard it was about age that most of them were over the age of like fifty, and they didn't have any young people on the list. Well, I think the the white progressive that's their issue, but for the African Americans, they want more they want people, people on the on north there. side because that's where the majority of the African American population are women? is. Uh, so you have so many demographics you have to please yeah. with nine people. Yeah, political what, correctness. What is the, what is the pure dem? If you can break down the pure mm-hmm. demographics of St. Louis City and nine people, good luck, Carl. You know I, I, what is your what is your position on city county merger? Would you would, be in favor? I would of that? love them to merge. Okay. I I don't. I, That's not a popular opinion with I Mark know, Cox. I know, but <laughs> Mark lives in the county. I I would like them to have shared services. I would like I I would like to think of it us as a region. I don't know if there is a way to make everyone happy. I would love for Mark Cox to tell me the way that because I would like to hear how people that are so anti better mm-hmm. together would. Make the city whole again. Well, were you, you weren't in favor of like people in Kirksville voting on a city council? No, I know. I, no, so, yeah, I, yeah, that's silly. 
but I, I, I would like to see it. I don't know if it'll ever happen in my lifetime. I'm 49 right, years old right. now. You're getting up there, Carl. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, it, it might be a pipe dream, and it is. And it is. Well, Carl, can where everyone are we? be happy? No, no, no that's not how life everybody works. Everybody happy all the that's time. That's not how life works. Okay, I haven't been here in a while. What are we doing? We have thirty seconds to say uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, uh, this is uh, Becky Arps is with me. Chris Arps, producer of the Stars. <laughs> Tony Colombo will be back next week. You know, it's and been a blast. Next. He joins us in the next hour. It's going to be next. I'm sorry. I'm. No, I'm not smoking like 15, anything. 15 minutes from now, unless you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> which you can on radio.com, he's the next segment. Thank you, guys. You're just I appreciate excited that. to have him back. 97.1 FM Talk. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Welcome back to the big second hour of the weekend report with Chris Arps, Becky Arps in studio, and as Tony likes to say, the producer of the stars, Carl Middleman. Hi. You know, usually at this show, we uh, we review the news and give our opinions, but in this rare case, uh, we're going to break a little news here. Hit it, Carl. All right, we are at the not-so-scary Halloween party, 2019 Disney World Magic Kingdom. And I am here to get producer Carl something for his uh, geek collection, his toy collection. Uh, something you can only get right now here at this place. So we're going to go in and check it out. All right. All right, we're at the fire department. I'm supposed to ask you for the sorcerer's card. Yes, uh, it is right there. Can I see your wristband, princess? Thank you. You're going to get one, too. Maggie's going to get one, too. All right. Oh, there it is. Look at that. There you go, Carl. We got it for you. Your special card. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Thank you. We will. And so that is... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to even describe that. How do you describe that, Becky? I, I don't know. I just... I, I think... I think Tony takes Disney to a whole new level. <laughs> and for his friend. That's uh, really, really impressive. Well, I appreciate it, but I will say it is not a toy that he got me. He got me a part of a game. Oh. Not like, you know, like Pokemon or dork. Magic the Gathering. It's still mm-hmm. dorky, it is, it is still very dorky. And with further ado, Tony, I think this is the first time we've been on air together on the Weekend Report in quite a while. How are you, my friend? No kidding. It took me <laughs> leaving the state just to get you back in the studio. But it's great to uh, it's great to talk to you. It's great to hear from you. And yeah, Carl, I'm sorry. I did call it a toy. It's a card. It's not a toy, but it is for your collection. Yeah, and it, I said toy collection. So it is my. It's for, it's technically it's for my wife's birthday in a week and a yeah. half. Mm, but I've yeah. been very successful keeping her out of the loop of everything that is going on. So uh, thank you. Oh, you know what that you know what that tells me, Chris? What's that? That means that means that uh, Carl's wife is not a listener of the weekend report. <laughs> because we just busted <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> busted. No, no, I'm I I've made sure that she my daughter's going to a yeah. dance tonight and so they are preoccupied oh, with that. Ah, there you go. Okay. Ah, there you go. I've noticed that Carl Perfect. is very good at excuses. He can weasel out yeah. of uh, any anything. I'm just telling the truth. It's amazing. It's easy. So I'm, Tony, so oh, go could, ahead, so I was just gonna I was just gonna say you could see that video on the uh, YouTube page. Uh, the 97.1 YouTube page, the Weekend Report, 
uh, playlist or the Weekend Report page on our website. The video's there also. And it's me in the Magic Kingdom at the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, uh, which is an amazing event that is uh, super cool if you get a, ever a chance to get tickets to and come down for. And, yeah, like a special, unique uh, card that you can only get at that party in the Magic Kingdom on that day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's sort of rare. Oh, you can, can see it rare. on the YouTube channel. Can you excuse me while I yawn? No. no I, now I just need somebody to get me one for the Christmas party that they have this year. The very merry Christmas hey, party. They do one that time. Hey, okay. I got a hey, hookup for you. Uh, Columbo's uh, 2020 trip is booked in December, December 2020. If you can wait a year, we can get it next well, no, year. No, it's, it's different every year. Becky's got me covered now. Oh, gotcha. Okay, good, good. Hey, but, I'll, I'll good. do it next year. Hey, Tony, I also have to say, too, boy, you uh, really tan well. That uh, The video that people can watch on the uh, website shows what a beautiful tan you get, my friend. It's that uh, it's that uh, olive Italian skin. It's, I would almost mistaken you for a black person if your hair was curly. <laughs> it's being put to the test here in the Florida heat. We thought going at the end of October would, uh, would help us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it has not. It is brutal hot down oh, here. Oh, I would love that, my friend. I would take yeah, cold. Would. I would take heat over cold well, any hur- day. Hurricane season is over, so now yeah. it's the uh, sweltering right. season. I don't need seasons. Yeah. Tony, I don't know how much you've been able to keep up with uh, politics while you're down in Florida with the family having a great time wearing a goofy hat. No, um, it's a Pluto oh, hat. Pluto. I thought, it was, right. I thought it was goofy. I know. I can't take Pluto. him anywhere. We may have to put that on that picture on the website of you because it do looks it. like goofy. I love it. It looks like yeah, goofy. It. It's Pluto. But I don't know how much you've been able to follow politics, but I'd like to do a little uh, weekend review with you if it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've only, I've, I've been able to sort of monitor headlines. I haven't been able to obviously uh, watch or consume as much news as I normally would, but uh, yeah. And I, that's, I'd be happy and that's to do good. That. That's good to detox. Carl, just, and just so you know, Carl, right now as we're talking, yeah. let me get a little bit closer and see if you guys can hear this. I am. We're in Hollywood Studios today, <gasps> and uh, we are like just a couple feet away. The family's eating, and we're just a couple feet away from the Star Wars stage show. I don't know if you can hear <laughs> oh, it going cool. on. Oh, you're on. You're on. You're by the uh, Chinese theater. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm staring at Boba Fett right now. Actually, he's staring at me. <laughs> wow, it's beautiful, cool. isn't it? I wish I could see the uh, the look between you two. So, are you at the? Uh... Yeah, he looks like he wants a piece of me. <laughs> are you eating at Gertie's then, or are you at the Brown Derby? Uh, no, we're at the uh, ABC Comments. Ooh, ooh, they yes. they have a good drink there uh, too. Right. But... <laughs> all right, so oh, Tony, did you hear this at all? Yeah. You hear this? Here we oh. go. Here we go. Oh yeah! Oh, I that's hear Darth Vader, yeah. and that's Darth really James Vader. Earl Jones. We run, can't hurt that. It sounds like you're having a. It sounds like you're having a good time down there in. Uh, in Tony's in, upset in that world. Tim Ryan dropped yeah. out of the race. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Boba Fett is shooting at me, so I'm gonna walk away. And you can almost. Yeah. So and there you go, Carl. It's pretty cool. Thank and you, you can tell that Carl goes off him because he's describing where you're at and which restaurant you're probably at. So he uh, yeah. is a is a frequenter. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I was there. Yeah, two weeks people ago. are kind of weirdos, so we know that stuff. Now, Tony, you, you remember a couple of weeks ago there was a big issue with China and the NBA and LeBron said the, some comments that were uh, oh, yeah. taken out of not taken out of context, but were uh, not appreciated. 
it kind of seemed like this whole thing was kind of dying down a little bit. But now it's kind of resurrected its head where some of the fans are going to NBA games wearing free Hong Kong shirts and have placards with them. And the NBA is kicking them out. Uh, yeah. What is do they I guess they do have the right to do that because it's a private entity. But are we losing free speech in America? You know what? Here's what I think. Uh, we are at sporting events, I guess. And uh, the NBA... I can't believe that the NBA has didn't watch carefully what happened to the NFL during the Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, a national anthem debacle, and how much we saw ratings go down and revenues go down for the NFL. I mean, I know they're not hurting or anything; they're not losing money, but they definitely took a hit from that, and they definitely took a hit um, just public perception-wise. You'd think that the NBA would you know, want to avoid something like that, but they seem to be bringing politics into sports, which is what we all hated so much with the NFL. And they're going to start, they're just going to start making fans angry. And I I just don't see, I don't see why, I I don't understand what they believe the benefit of, you know, of making this so political is I don't, I don't know what the what the end game is for the nba i don't know why they don't basically just side with america I and can, side with their fans on this issue i can tell you carl's got a thought well tony and then the vice president got involved this week a little bit too he called out the nba for being a puppet of china oh. good i can tell you I, I'll, I'll give you the reason why i believe that the uh that the NBA is a little more bolder in, in diving into social justice causes is because 90% of the NBA is black. Probably 75-80% of the viewership of the NBA is black. If you watch an NBA game or the or the pre pre-game shows, they're playing rap music. It's really yeah. is 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 but geared not the towards people that culture. going to the games and not the music and being that's played. True, in that's the true. Games. That's well, true. That's true. And this is and this is opposite of I agree with you. They've always said the NFL has always sort of, or the NBA has always sort of been the most woke, if you will. Right. Uh, Hate that word now. All of sports, <laughs> they do. But they, but they have always been the social justice warriors. And, and you know, you're right. And, and they've always been the sort of progressive league. Um, and they've been proud of that. But this is the opposite of that. This is, you'd think that they would be on the side of, of the people that are being oppressed, you think that they, you think it's a, a yeah. it's an easy side to take, but obviously they make so much money from, in from from China. They make so much money from their leagues over there and the partnerships and the deals that they have uh, with China that they are just willing to uh, side with an oppressive government that is trying to take freedoms away from their citizens, which just on the surface goes against everything that the NBA usually stands for. But I guess, you know, the, the most woke league uh, just got exposed for not being woke at all and, in fact, being ran by the almighty dollar, like they would try to tell you is, you know, not what they stand for, but it obviously is. So is it possible, and, and you know, is it possible that, the reason why they kick these people out is because they didn't want the pol- pol- politics of things. Is it possible well, because mean, they were coming in 
so with a message that it wasn't necessarily what the message was, but more along the lines of we don't want to politicize things. I mean, but they were, but yeah. the NBA's already politicized it. So if yeah. if people have, that oppose them are using their same tactics, it's like why do they have a, a problem with it? More people so watch the NBA in China than do exactly. in the United States. Exactly. And exactly. Becky, I understand. I think you're maybe. I think you're right that maybe that was their thought is that we'll just take these people out of the stadium so that message is not in the you know people you know the tv cameras can't find the signs or there can't be any you know chance or disruptions during the game but what they didn't account for is those people that are getting thrown out immediately going and talking to reporters or making social media posts so they probably did think that maybe if we just kind of quietly get these people out of here it will like you said you know sort of avoid the the political aspect of it but it's a miscalculation because those people have social media and those people and there's reporters that are dying to talk to somebody like that got thrown out of a game because of a sign they were holding that was you know said free hong kong or something so it backfired on them i think at least i think that's what happened are you a fan of the nba um, I mean, I am not. I'm not a not fan of the NBA. I mean, do you I'm, watch? Do you watch games? How many games would you say no, you watch in a I, season? I'm a big, most like, much like the football, uh, most much like the NFL, especially now. Um, I'm a big fan of college basketball. I'm a big fan of college football. I don't watch very many NBA games, and I don't watch very many NFL games anymore. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, when I was growing up, and Michael Jordan was great and right. all that, you know, and Mike Magic Johnson, and you know, those days. Uh, you know, I watched a lot more, but now, um, n- yeah, not nearly as much. And, and I'm a much bigger fan of the college game. And that's the same thing that I've said in a Facebook page uh, post. I, when the 70s, 80s, and 90s, or 90s players started Jordan. retiring, that's when I totally lost interest in the league because Allen Iverson, it, it kind of got kind of thuggish, for lack of a better word. And remember, the NBA instituted that uh, that uh, dress code where the guys had to wear suits because they were just getting out of control. Right. And it's just after that, I just lost complete interest in the league. I don't watch the I couldn't well, tell you the last NBA game I've watched. Chris, you're old enough to remember the St. Louis Hawks. I remember the St. Louis when with the you red, white, kid, and, the bright, white, red, white, and blue ball, yes. And so did you... God, you're old. When they when they went to Atlanta, did you stop following? No, because I'm going to tell you, I was not a big basketball fan back then because the but you were a kid, because, but the NBA was the the main league, and that's what you followed. Oh, the, ABA? the ABA was kind of the the, the second division string, two, but you know, and so I didn't really pay attention uh, to them and, and but follow it was it. St. Louis's team. It was, it was, and I never really became a a real basketball fan because we didn't have a team. I mean, if we had a team, I would have been a much more uh, a rabbit of a fan. Tony, I want to switch gears with you for a second. We've been following the Trump uh, impeachment inquiry and all that. Big news. Uh, Again, just from 30,000. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on this. Big news was made yesterday where the Justice Department said that the investigation they were doing on the the beginning of the FISA report and the Steele dossier, who initiated that, the Justice Department reported that now that inquiry has turned into a criminal inquiry. And and you oh, remember, yeah, so you remember that also involves the Strzok, Peter Strzok's text messages, all those people. This is a criminal inquiry now instead of just a probe. What's your thoughts from 30,000 feet? It's about time. 
<laughs> that's my <laughs> thought. You. That's my thought. It's about time. Why did this? Why did this take so long? And you know, it's about time that the uh, Republicans start to punch back because you know the Democrats don't hesitate to uh, litigate and and ooh, that kind of rhyme. <laughs> there you go. Um, you are in yeah. Hollywood. I know. Um, so, uh, you know, I, generally I'm not a fan of, you know, all of these, you know, all of these hearings. The Democrats are trying to, you know, subpoena everybody they can and put everybody on trial and do every hearing they can. I, I don't like that type of governing. Uh, but they're, you know, they, they have the House. They have control of the House so they can do that. Um and but but it's a you know how many shots can you take how many punches can you take before you you punch back so I'm, I wouldn't normally be a fan of you know all of this all these hearings and all this litigation but it's about time that you know there's there's some fighting back and we're and we're actually investigating some some people on the other side for once exactly so that's kind of that's kind of what I think what do you think I'm just hoping that we do. You know, what we've seen, a lot of evidence come out that's very damaging. And because of politics and the people that are involved, um, they don't get charged, even if the evidence looks looks completely damaging. Um, that's what I'm worried about uh, more than anything. Yeah. You think you think this is just a show or do you think anybody actually goes to jail? Uh, who knows? Like I said, I mean, Hillary Clinton is is candidate one for somebody should be in jail having uh, security yeah. documents on your... Who knows? I mean, what we're okay. looking forward to in the big bombshell, the big shoe that's about to drop in Washington is this Inspector General report uh, from right. the, that people are saying has uh, is scathing. Uh, tr- uh, Sean Hannity is constantly talking about how damaging it will be. So there's a lot of stuff to happen in Washington soon, and it's going to be very interesting. And thank God we have the weekend report uh, that me and you can talk about it, my friend. Thank God. Good. Thank God you're back in studio. <laughs> Thank you. So, Tony, we're going to uh, take a break, and uh, we're right. going to come back for the next segment, and we're going to talk, we're going to go a little local. Uh, Wesley Bell is in the news again uh, over a controversy. You're listening right. to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. We'll be right back. this haven't you i have i was in another zone i was like playing it and welcome back to the weekend report uh, in studio producer carl middleman producer Hi. to the stars as uh, tony colombo calls them and my lovely wife becky arps happy birthday babe well thank you becky is 27 years old today i admit i have uh, robbed the cradle but i'm a lucky lucky man and happy birthday becky <laughs> and <laughs> on phone you. with us is tony colombo out at uh, the Orlando, or what do they call that, Disney World with his goofy hat on. It's Tom- a Pluto hat. <laughs> I know. He's it's still the look- happiest place on Earth. <laughs> it is the happiest place on Earth. He still has a goofy hat. You said you had a story for us, my friend? Oh, I was just going to tell you, yeah, as we were uh, wrapping up that last segment and we were going into this one, uh, you know, it rains every day in Florida for like an hour. Yes. Liquid sunshine. It, it, yeah, and it just started. So I am standing outside the little ABC commissary where my family is eating. I'm under. I, I'm standing underneath a one little tiny table 
with a little tiny umbrella <laughs> above it. So if you hear a little wind or a little, uh, or if you hear some uh, rain hitting the, uh, uh, or if you, you hear a sound, it's the rain hitting the umbrella. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's that moment right now where the where the rain is falling here at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it makes good radio. You'll Dramatic. Get a, you'll get a rainbow yeah. in a little bit, and then it's just That's for right. you. Exactly. That's right. Well, and then us- it'll be and it'll be sunny and hot in ten minutes. So I'm I'm counting on the two of you to get my husband more enthusiastic. <laughs> About going to the the entire Magic Kingdom experience because yes. the Davidson family trip is in March. Oh, at Disney. nice! So it's, yeah, listen, said, man. Hey, they have alcohol hey. at every single place now. I've Heck said this yeah, many times. Do. It's not Six Flags, so that's why I just can't what? get in. I need more rides. I need I, thrills. What? There's no rides yeah. and thrills. Ride. My brother-in-law is going to be so excited to ride roller coasters with you. Yeah, great. Tony, listen, listen to me. Listen okay. to me. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. We're doing Disney now. We're doing Disney now. So they have Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, yep. Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain. That's the only thing, uh, Space Mountain. That's the, that's the only thing they got going for them. In that's the, the, that's the only thing you've tried. At the park There's that more. Tony's at right now, mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. Tower of Terror. You have the Tower of Terror, the Aerosmith Rock and mm-hmm. Roller Coaster. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is super fast. All right. Well, school yeah, brother then. School of brother. Uh, there's Keep another brand. There's there's the um, Toy there's Story the, Land the test track, and oh, there's okay. a test track at Epcot, which is a very very fast. I blame uh, Becky for me ride. not knowing all this. I just want to Let put that on Soren record. Soren on here. Epcot. We did Soren. He laughed at me because I'm afraid of heights, uh-huh. and I've yeah. screwed up my neck. So we're standing in line, and he's reading the sign, and he's like. You get motion sick. You're afraid of heights. You screwed up your neck. Why are you on this ride? Because it's beautiful. <laughs> well, and I said, because if I don't guy. do it, I never will. Exactly. And, right. and you loved no, it. Listen, Once I listen, stopped if, if you like Soren and, and Animal Kingdom, there's a ride called Flight of Passage, which is that same style of ride where you're sitting in front of the big screen and it feels like you're moving. Oh, but yeah. it is way, way, way more intense. But you're over it's Africa. Faster, mm-hmm. Way more intense. And uh, probably, actually, I think the best thrill ride here, even though it's not technically a roller coaster, it, it is cr- it's amazing. It is it is crazy. And then you have and, Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Tony? Yeah, which is really cool. First and don't time forget I ever saw Pandora was this year. Star Wars. I know. Tony, I'm so excited. Tony, you never told us you had a side gig with uh, Disney. You're doing a good job. Uh, we are shows for hey, Disney on this. Listen, listen, this is our spot. It's the only place, the only place I can take my, so my three kids, as you guys know, are all seven years apart, which is uh, very stupid. I don't uh, recommend anybody do that. Um, Our kids are seven years apart, 16, nine, and two right now. And it's the only place that we can take all three of them, and they all three have fun together. There's nowhere else you can go that a 16-year-old and a 9-year-old have something in common or a 16-year-old and a 2-year-old uh, can enjoy the same ride or the same show. That's why it's all about Disney, baby. I hear you. We love it. Now, as I teased before, we on the last segment, we were going to talk about uh, Wesley Bell. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to, to pat ourselves on the back, uh, we did have uh, Wesley Bell on the weekend report uh, after he was first selected. I think it really was his only public or only radio interviews he's ever ever yeah. done. And so, now yeah, he, he doesn't do them. Now back. he doesn't do them. So now, <laughs> yeah, well, he said he'd come back. He so we'll try to get him back. We've been trying. Uh, yeah. So uh, he went had a controversy early regarding his car. Um, he was parking outside of the 
the, the, the Justice Center and was getting ticket after ticket after ticket. They were piling up. It was beginning to be thousands of dollars. Uh, he wasn't going it's to okay, pay them. It's okay because he's not going to prosecute himself. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. He's not going to pay them. and so He's not uh, going to bring charges to, against himself, so exactly. he's all right. So eventually <laughs> paid them. That blew over. So you're like, okay, we'll kind of cut in some slack. He's a new candidate. He, he doesn't really him. know. All right, he's learned his lesson. He'll go forward. Revelations come out now that he's spending like a drunken sailor on the St. Louis County credit card, uh, going to restaurants, having a $816 bill, and uh, re and and uh, taking staff members. Uh, he has now reimbursed himself once the Post-Dispatch started uh, fishing around and asking about his expenses. Uh, he has said that the Post-Dispatch really shouldn't have reported that information because he had paid it off before they asked. And why Why is that news? I know I threw a lot at you, my friend, but uh, your thoughts? Uh, I'm not surprised by that, but I am... Um uh, I, why does he? Did he say why he didn't think that the post dispatch or anybody should be reporting on it? Did he give a like? Yes. Did he say that that's county business or something like that? Like, why wouldn't that be? Of course that's, of course that's news. Like, what does he think that uh, that he's above being reported on? Did he say? Yeah. Here's the difference. The when the post dispatch started uh, asking about these bills, some of those bills he paid after. And some of those bills he reimbursed the county before the Post-Dispatch started inquiring. He's saying the bills that he paid before the Post-Dispatch started inquiring, uh, they shouldn't have reported that. That's not news. And they didn't. I think he's also making the case that they really didn't have a right to either because he paid them before. Kind of strange logic, but, you know. He's just saying it's county business. (laughs) Exactly. It's just county business. So that that was his reasoning. No, that is strange logic, and I—I I, I mean, I don't know. I—I'm nothing surprises me, so I can't say that I'm that I'm surprised at that. But you know, Wesley Bell is smart enough to know that he's under a microscope, and that you know, people are—you know—I'm surprised he's uh, doing things like parking, even something silly like that, parking somewhere illegal and letting tickets pile up. Because again, he knows that people are watching him. He knows that he's a controversial figure. He knows that. You know, the news is is looking for any story they can report on him. Uh, he should be smarter, you know, than to put himself out there like that, or to, you know, something as silly as parking tickets to even, you know, expose himself to. But maybe we can get him on the weekend report to come and explain himself. Uh, yeah, we can try. Carl, Carl, Carl is very aggra- Carl is yeah. very persuasive. I've been getting. Yeah, oh, what do you wait till next week? Yes. Good. What do you What do you think? He uh, things have been fairly quiet on the Wesley Bell front as far as like, you know, there was all the big talk that he was going to reopen the Ferguson case mm-hmm. and that kind of, that kind of, that uh, reared back up when the anniversary passed a couple months ago and, but, you know, still, you know, he didn't take any action and, uh, you know, there was all these, obviously he did, you know, he made a lot of waves with, with the firings and the staff changes that he made when he, when he first got into office, but, since then, it's been kind of quiet, uh, and the things that he, you know, people were worried about him doing, he hasn't done at least yet. Uh, what do you, what do you think so far of, of Wesley Bell's performance? Well, here's what I'm hearing from the grapevine: is that uh-huh. Wesley Bell has is losing support uh, among these African American uh, uh, supporters, high kind of profile supporters, because um, he offered them 
positions, and some of them didn't get those positions. Uh, I'm really wondering, because of that, um, will he be reelected? You know, he was elected under a caucus of, of white uh, progressive liberals that feel guilty and, and black folks. <laughs> also uh, supported him. I'm just wondering, um, because he didn't open the Michael Ferguson case, will that and these faux pas with the tickets and with the, the with the meals, does that turn that element off? And then you look at how he is. Uh, some of the African-Americans are, are, are a little disgruntled at him at him. I want to ask you, do you think uh, he gets reelected? You know, it, it all depends on if any it depends on the candidate, it depends on if anybody's uh, you know, got the uh, the guts or whatever, or the support to run against him. I don't think, you know, it, it would have to be a primary, right? You don't see a world where a, a Republican candidate would get elected in that position, do you? The only I mean, it would have to be... I could, I could see it. I'm sorry, Tony. I could see that if Wesley Bell was so bad and was doing so many public uh, bad things that that I could see some of the some white folks... Uh, saying, hey, we need law and order. Um, this person is much better than Wesley Bell. We will cross over and vote for him. Yeah, I, I could see a Republican being elected, um, being elected prosecuting attorney, county executive. No. <laughs> sure. How long has it been since a Republican has been elected county uh, prosecutor? And I mean, it's got to be. Uh, that's that's year, a long, right? you know, I, mean, I don't know, because it was Buzz Westfall and, and what's that? Uh, yeah. Bob McCullough for how long? Yeah, he's, Bob was there twenty five plus years, and then before him was was Westfall. So um, at least 30? 30, 40, yeah. 40 years. That's, a, that's yeah. I, I agree. I I agree with you that I think he could definitely be in jeopardy. I still don't. I think though that I still think though it would have to come from a Democratic primary opponent, right. and I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll do that to him. Um, I don't know if there's enough support in the party to sort of split like that. I don't like a Republican's chances. I don't even know who would, I mean, I don't even know who you'd have to be a pretty dynamic candidate to mm. try to, to try to win that race. Tony I don't know Colombo, that, uh, you got name recognition. You got a, <laughs> you got a voice of radio. Doesn't need a legal background. E- exactly. Come mm-hmm. on. Hey. Yeah, right. You could run my, you could run my campaign. You going to pay me? Uh, yeah. Okay. The, uh, That's we all Beck, Becky yeah. cared about that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see the faux pas of the tickets and the food impacting him. Because, uh, you know, most people will say, you know what probably happened with the food is he looked at the bill and went, ah, oh, shoot, that was a little bit more than I expected. I'll pay the county back. I'll take care of that. We've all ended up in that situation where we're just like, oh, wow, that, that, that came out a little bit more than I expected. The the car that's just arrogance yeah. and laziness. And doesn't yeah. he have a spot? Yeah. Wouldn't he have? You'd think that the prosecutor would have a spot. But it's in the garage, and he has to walk. Oh, to the office. Oh, is that it? Yeah, Did, that's that was the issue. He didn't want to walk from the garage to the office. He wanted to be dropped off in front. Hire um, a driver. Yeah. The, he, oh, I think he, he has hired, one. I was to say, if he had a driver, he'd probably get even more grief. I think he does have a, have a driver. Um, but I mean, it's. I think for him to get challenged, though, is going to have to be more of crime goes up in the county. Which it is. Higher than the city. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. getting, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're getting there. I mean, it's but it's it's got to be at the same level as the prosecutor in the city. I and I don't I don't think he's you know, there yet. You know what? I think that that's a really great point that that 
you make, Becky, and, and Chris, you say this all the time uh, about, I don't know that the the African-American community or the progressive community that elected him and will probably reelect him uh, care about things like parking tickets. And they think that, you know, all oh, this is just, you know, they're just trying to make us look bad. And they're just, you know, mm-hmm. this is, you know, a, a, you know, you say all the time that that's not that, yeah, you know, that uh, voting block kind of looks at stories like that as, you know, trying to pin something on somebody. I mean, right? Quit picking yeah. on us. You're just being meaner to us than anyone yeah. else. Ferguson may be an Achilles, though, if he doesn't indict. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not no, saying I it's overwhelming. There. There's yeah. a slight, you know, maybe 10, 15. But, yeah. you know, if he's doing some other things that may tick off the community, that may be just the thing that put people over the top and said, I can't support the brother. I agree with you there. I think he's got more of a shot at that taking him down, not taking action, not making those progressive uh, moves that he promised to make way more than, you know, parking tickets and, and food bills and things like that. One last thing, Tony. Did you yeah, fly? Did you pilot, navigate, oh. or did you were you the gunner on the Millennium Falcon? Uh, no, we haven't done that yet. Oh. So you no, need I to haven't do done that. any of that yet. Yeah, we will. We're going to do that a little bit later on today. I thought you were going to say that we fly down here. We drove. No, no, I know you drove. Uh, That's why you're so tan. So we've got a long <laughs> drive, and we've got a long drive back tomorrow. It's a but, nice uh, 15 hours straight through. Yeah, well, it, 15 hours if you do the speed limit. Well, true. The problems are Nashville <laughs> and Atlanta. No. Those are the two oh. problem areas. Atlanta's mm-hmm. the worst. So we're going to get that right. so we're going to give the audience a little behind the peak uh, thing here and see t- Carl produce the show on air. So Carl, when are we doing the uh, Weird News Challenge? That will be next. All right, the Weird News Challenge nice. with Tony Colombo will no, no, be no. no, we're gonna go. no. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tony's got to. Tony, oh, he's yeah, got, he's got to go fly the Millennium Falcon. I forgot going about that. The, I forgot back that. to the vacation. That's how much. That's how badly I miss you. I'm just making <laughs> you be here you. in my mind. Hey, don't forget to check out the video of me yes. getting Carl's special card on the YouTube channel, the 97.1 YouTube channel, the Weekend Report playlist. Um, uh, I was given a mission by Carl, which I love. <laughs> I love uh, I love going, uh, doing He likes doing things and, with purpose. Yes, he has. I do. It was, it was really cool, and it was really cool because uh, I could tell, like, the, 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 the people that were working at the fire station there uh, in Magic Kingdom on Main Street uh, were enjoying what we were doing they knew what and, you were uh, doing they knew exactly what i was doing and they uh uh and it was a lot of fun so you could go and check out that video again on the uh, 97 youtube page and uh the uh weekend report channel or the weekend report playlist on the 97 youtube page and i'll be posting some uh some pics Great. on my twitter at johnny colombo 971 um, from our uh, from our excursion here at Disney. So, was, was, the go- was the goofy hat bought before or it's after? It's a Pluto the- hat. Okay, sorry. It's it looks Pluto. Like, it looks like Goofy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he looks goofy wearing the Pluto. <laughs> he looks goofy wearing there goofy hat. Pluto there you go. Tony, thank you so right. much for uh, coming you on bet. on your vacation, man, and doing this. I really appreciate it. All and, right, so let me call in. And I think next week will be the first time we've been together in five in a weeks. Month. I'm getting I'm will. getting goosebumps. Are you? Me too. Yeah, I can't wait to be back in studio with you guys. Great. Safe travels, my friend. And you're listening to the Weekend Report. Uh, Chris Arps with my lovely wife, Becky Arps, and the producer to the stars, Carl Middleman. We'll be right back.
It's the Weekend Report. And that lovely voice you hear is Trish Gazal from our sister station, uh, 102.5. Uh, in studio with us, Carl, producer to the stars, middleman, as Tony Colombo says that. <laughs> and we have uh, still with us Becky Arps. The now, better half. The better half. Now, I'm going to have to, because Becky wrote the Weird News Challenge questions, I'm going to put my hand on the microphone and swear that I do not know the answers and we did not. Uh, oh, no, we trust her. We didn't collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I just have, well, I just have to say that for the audiences. I trust though. her, but yeah, we don't trust you sneaking a look. So I just want to he, say that I did not collaborate. I have not looked at them. I know nothing. Okay. He wasn't even in the room when I wrote them. Up. I believe Becky. All right, I think I still remember how the game goes. We got to uh, get the buzzers out. Uh, Ms. Gazal, can I hear your buzzer? Bloop. Uh, Carl. Carl. Okay, and mine is. And so, Miss okay. Arts, I turn it over to you. So well, I have a. You need it, tell us how many were how many yeah. questions and what's going well, she on. She didn't even give her a chance to say anything. <laughs> no, she was ready to go. So there's so there's six Ugh. questions. Okay. There's two of them that are multiple choice. Not, um, so I'll tell you how many points there are per question. Okay. And how many answers I'm expecting. And uh, <laughs> I, I well, I, yeah. and I know the whole thing with with uh, with the the Katie rule. And so I will advise you to wait to the Ooh. end of the question. Oh, um, but. So. But you don't have to. You don't have to. Oh, so yeah. we don't have to. You can answer but at any point. But you're saying we may not know where you're going. <laughs> right. Until we hear the whole right. thing. Right. And Becky, okay. remind me which questions did you give me again? Um, <laughs> so this is a Halloween theme. Oh, okay. oh it's a oh, theme. Nice. Yeah, so, so this I have is Halloween. Halloween. 54, 55, we're not sure. I think this is 56. Okay. Yeah, we're getting up there. Well, I think last week was either 53 or 54. Right. So I think that it doesn't 55. matter. We'll figure it out. When Tony gets back, everything will be fine. Yeah, he, he keeps careful record of this. He does. Okay. All right. Six mi- so, the show's got six minutes left. All right. So let's, let's go. go. So the first question, <laughs> and this is for one point. Name another holiday celebrated at Halloween. Carl. Or what? Halloween. Carl. All Saints Day. Not the correct answer. All Hallows' Eve. Not what I'm looking for. All right. Uh, can you read the question again, please? Name another holiday celebrated at Halloween or what Halloween was originally known as. I don't know. I'm not even going It's All Hallows' Eve. Sam Hain? Huh. Never heard of it. And it was also marked the new year because over for over 2,000 years ago, New Year's Day was actually November 1st. Oh, Because it ended, wow. ended with the uh, ended the harvest season. All right, so no question points. number two, no I've points. never been educated on the weekend uh, mm-hmm. review before. Question number two, Halloween actually originated in what country? Mm. Yes, Chris. Uh, I'm going to say England. No. Do, do, do. Bloop. <laughs> Trish. I love that. <laughs> what country is that? I forgot my beat. Uh, Romania. No. Oh, that was a good guess. Oh, I can have free guess here, so I'm going to say Germany. Ireland. Ireland. Oh, yeah. are, wow. there any, are there any Spanking questions us. we can get? <laughs> we're we're Be- over. Be- Ireland this- specifically, huh. Athboy County, Meath. The festival of the Samhain began... Be- See, Be- next tell. next time that you do this, this is weird news challenge, not Jeopardy. So, 
I, honestly, I was counting on Carl to know that one. Well, I figured he said we're not that smart. Yeah. We're not yeah. This is not Jeopardy. This, this one's going to throw you guys then. Okay, okay. There, there's a possibility of three points here. Ooh. Okay. Okay, you ready Somebody for this? Somebody please get an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, jack-o'-lanterns were originally made out of three things, not pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good. Yes. Chris. Gourd. Uh, it might end up being a good answer, but we'll, no? we'll kind of leave that. <laughs> we'll as... defer to the judge. Who's the judge? <laughs> yes. A potato? Yes. Wow. Yes. Trish gets one. <laughs> so there's two more answers? There's two more answers. Okay, so I can continue. Yes. To potato, um, squash. No. Mm. Right. You're going to win with that. <laughs> as I should. Um, Carl. Apple. It was turnip and beet. Oh, oh that was a good guess. That was why the, 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 I was almost going to get, but since you got potato, we're good. Wait, right. I was Could, a gourd even close to. I I, I no, was trying to give get no points. No, he, right? he got no points since you got I'm, something. I'm just going to congratulate Trish now. So good I have game. one point. She's yeah. got one. Okay. Good game. Um. <laughs> so what animal, this is one point. What animal do animal shelters often keep from Carl. being adopted? Oh. Yes. Black cats. Yes. Oh, good. that's the one. This I... was the question you were supposed to get. <laughs> Carl, good on his buzzer. <laughs> good one. We have. Oh, we, we have a black. We have cat. a little black cat. Oh, okay. Um, so there's hope for you on this one. This is a three-point question. Okay. Three answers possible. There are mm-hmm. three possible uh-huh. answers. The top three most popular Halloween candy. Bloop. Yes. Snickers. No. <gasps> I know what it is. Carl. Yes. Hershey's. Can it be more specific? Hershey's bars. No. Oh. I'm going to go with everyone's favorite candy corn. No. That's Ew. actually That's the, the sixth worst. Oh. Hershey Kiss. Hershey's Kisses. because that Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I answer that in front of Snickers? Well, there are the three. And we so also had this question three weeks ago. You didn't answer that because you're hangry. <laughs> so there's, there's a point there because you actually got one and there were three and you each only guessed one. So there's still hmm. two that have not been guessed yet. Oh. oh. But the, no, I no, thought the question no, was out. out. Nobody oh, okay. gets yeah, yeah, So once, it yeah. is Skittles, Reese's, and M&M's. Hmm. Yeah, mm. once everyone doesn't get All right, it, is we're this done. the last question? Uh, this, this is, is the last question. Okay. I am not, And we are tied. I do not have a lot of hope <sighs> for you guys. Do you have a tiebreaker? <laughs> well, let's see how this let's goes. Just, let's just make this the tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, so right. according to the Charlie Daniels bland, what Carl. fiddle play? Yes. Um, shoot. You got confident. Uh, the yeah. devil. Uh, um, the devil went down to Jorah's. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was looking to make a deal. Dun, Johnny. Dun. Yes. Oh, oh, we gave that. God. That was the longest time uh, no. for an answer hey, I've I was ever giving, heard in my life. That's, he said, "My what? name's Johnny." I've yes. never. Would you have gotten that one, Trish? No. Well, the, the question in full was, according to the Charlie Daniels band, what fiddle player did the devil encounter when he went down mm. to Georgia? He Johnny. Way too much time. I knew you were going to win, Trish. Good job. <laughs> 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 uh, oops, I made a mistake. Uh, that's, uh, thank that you. Good. I appreciate it. That Thanks, was an guys. exciting, that was, fun, Becky. That was an exciting intelligent, uh, exhilarating, uh, Jeopardy-filled I, weekend. And, and uh, everything uh, was, it, was was on a web page that was within, put out within the last five days. Mm. You're wow. smarter than us. That's it. Thank That's you. The weekend report. Will Trish, be... thank you for coming thank in. You, Trish. We're going to tell thank Skip you, you won. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the. We'll be right back. No, this is the end of the this show. This is it. Okay. This is it. This is See the you next week. Show. Boy, it felt good to be back. 
And it was a nice way to end the show with the Weird News Challenge, Jeopardy edition. And so uh, Tony will be back next week. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Chris. Thank, Thank you, you, my Becky. lovely wife, Thank who's you. having her 25th birthday today. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.